Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Monday expert in front of the channel, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. I see you as well. So one of the things I know we both enjoy doing is helping folks, giving advice. So I thought I would read a question that I got this morning, and we would both give our answers or opinions on it. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, I know you're very busy, and I appreciate your time. I just wanted some advice on how to acquire my next two rentals. I have two single family homes in Florida. I refinanced about a year ago before this huge appreciation. I'm locked in at 3.1%, 30 year fixed for both. I have about 110K in equity now. The only two options I can think of to access this money is one, cash out refi or two, HELOC. I do have a great interest rate, see above. And I would like to, but I would like to get cash or access to cash to keep growing. What should I do? What are your thoughts on that? So the question is, should they use a HELOC or refinance into a permanent mortgage? Well, I think the basic question, yeah, I think the basic question is, hey, I've got these two assets. They, they're doing great for me today. I have lifetime low interest rate. 3.1% as an investor, crazy good, especially on a cash out, right? Uh, but now he's sitting on a couple hundred grand. And I think he feels like he's, bur I, I, actually, I don't know if it's a he. Anyways, he or she. Uh, kind of it's like burning a hole in his pocket. He, he wants to use it to, to get to four, right? Because I talk about four being life-changing. Yeah, then, so now he's like, do I do a cash out refi? Which probably takes him to four and a half percent interest. So his rate goes up. Or does he get a HELOC and, and use it? And, and what's not said there. Should he maybe sell in 1031? I mean, let's just all throw it out there, right? So basically, how do I take my two assets? I'm still in growth phase. Uh, what should I do? Feel free to ask uh, Number questions. one, learn how to do deals without having to use the money. So that's <laughs> number one, because you can. You can, So yeah. you don't need money, right? You need to know how to do deals and creatively structure them. And there's always opportunities, depending on what kind of asset you're looking at, uh, to be able to do that and or raise capital from other investors to help you purchase more. So you have other options than just that. But let's just talk about refi versus home, home, you know, HELOC. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you have to look at what's the advantages. You know, it's basically a numbers thing. Which one yep. works out better from a cash flow standpoint, from a rate standpoint? You know, long term, which one's going to free up more equity? Refi, mm -hmm. you can only pull out so much. Home equity line, sometimes you can pull out more, mm -hmm. you know, uh, of your equity that way. And then home equity lines, uh, the thing about that is that they can be canceled. So generally, it's a one year. Um, you know, kind of a revolver kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to be careful because, you know, they could they could just cancel that home equity line of credit on you if the bank has a situation or gets in trouble. Yeah. The rate could be variable on those things. So you have to kind of watch that. But the advantage is it's like a checkbook. So money in and out. Yep. You're only paying for what you're using versus a refi. You're paying interest whether you're using it or not, um, you know, in terms of that, that cash, theoretically, right? Yeah. Once you pull it out, you pull it out. But it's yep. still you know, a cost of that transaction. HELOCs are generally cheaper than a complete refinance and easier. Sure. The other thing is just a bank line of credit. So, you know, yeah. versus a HELOC, you can go to the bank, you can get, you know, lines of credit, uh, things like that. So there's other ways to, to get the cash and generate it. But mm -hmm. um, generally the best scenario is pull your equity out, refinance into a long-term, you know, debt if that works for you, or, you know, somewhat of a shorter term, three, five, seven year interest only that creates a lot more cash flow. And then redeploy that equity. A lot of times that makes the most sense versus a HELOC situation. Yeah. When I see questions like this, and I get these questions almost every day, literally almost every day, versions of this, I actually typically turn it around and say, basically, 
basically wrong question. What I want people to tell me about are what deals they're finding today, right? Because if you're not finding any deals today, why does the cash matter, right? Adding on more debt, which a HELOC or an equity line with theory would be more debt, doesn't necessarily be a good thing. Just because you have 100K in equity doesn't mean you need to use it. If you're finding deals and you're creative, and like you say, you know your buy box and all of those things, and you can find deals that make 12, 13, 15%, well, then shoot, doesn't matter, right? Go, go, you know, if you're going to borrow at four and earn 15, simple equation. But if you're telling me deals in Florida, and I'm just picking on Florida because that's where his first two are, and your deals are, say, 6% yield, cash on cash, return on capital, whatever your variable is. And you got to borrow it for, well, that's a very different discussion, right? Earn, earn a theoretical six versus costing a fixed four. I don't know. And then the other thing I talk about is, is uh, I certainly am a fan of 30 year fixed rate debt. 3.1 is awesome. Uh, you know, doing a refi today, you're probably going to four and a half. That hurts. But how much has rents gone up, right? Rents have probably gone up. Now, have rents gone up more than your increase in mortgage payment? I don't know. Do the math. I think there's a lot of math here, uh, but the biggest question I have for people that ask me this question is, tell me about the market. What are you finding? What are you finding? What are yeah, the deals? Yeah, it doesn't even make sense to do a deal and yeah. you know, is the return get an offset and those types of things versus just let me get more, more, more. Yeah, well, back those to your- mores yeah. aren't making you more cash flow and the values are going backwards. Let's say interest rates rise, real estate reprices and values start turning the other way, then it really doesn't make sense to do anything right now, like you said. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, from that yeah. standpoint, uh, yeah. you know, but long-term versus short-term, you know, that, you know, I have these discussions all the time, which is that, better. Yeah. And it really depends on your goals, you know, the property, whether you want to keep it or whether you want to get out of it and whether or not you want the cash flow. Obviously the cheapest interest rate is going to be a short-term interest only loan. That's going to get you the most cash flow. And you can, you know, you can keep refinancing those right now. You're in a risk environment because we know rates supposedly are going to go up, which affects values and it affects cash flows, um, you know, down the road. So you got to think about that when you're doing these, you know, short-term interest-only loans, um, you know, where are we going to be two, three, five years? You got to make sure you look at the ceiling on that. You know, generally they have, you know, uh, yeah, rates and ceilings yeah. on them, rate caps, you know, with these interest-only loans. So you need to know what that looks like. And then is the value going to be there? So right now, from, from the standpoint of equity, property values are at all-time highs, um, I think we can all agree that they're going to level off, if not go down. So you may not be able to pull any equity out in a year from now. So if you can pull it out right now and, you know, maybe pay a little bit higher interest rate, you might want to do it now because you may not be able to six months from now or three months from now or yeah. you know, a year from now, depending on what happens with interest rates and values of real estate and things. Yeah. So this is kind of my wrap up on this. HELOCs, I've used a HELOC, right? I, I don't want to sound like I'm, um, do it, do as I say, not as I do. So I did use a HELOC several times in, in, as I was growing my portfolio, but here's the difference. I was in a career and a profession where I had chunk money because I had commissions and stock grants that would vest every 90 days. So I had chunk money. I would only use my HELOC to buy the next rental if I knew I could pay it off in the first, in the next 12 months, sometimes 15 months. But basically I had a plan to pay it off because I never wanted to increase the risk where my wife and daughter slept. That's what, that was that was like a non-negotiable. I got around it by saying, hey, I'm going to pay it off with this check and that check and this check. And so I did use a HELOC, but generally speaking, I don't like them because they variable rate debt, they can be canceled. 
is everything that you went through. So when in doubt, I did cash out refis. It was a big part of my growth. It was something I did. I only had enough capital by three units. After three units, I was recycling capital. And the first five or six were all cash out refis. Uh, and then I did some 1031 exchanges. So uh, I am a huge believer in recycling capital, but yeah. it's not about the capital. It's about where the money is going. Um, so that's, that's and, very good you know, advice. Again, you know, where did you get in at? What is your basis? Because recycling capital only works if properties are, you know, values are increasing. Mm -hmm. If you're in a declining market, you know, that strategy no longer works because you're losing equity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you pulled your equity out, but you're not going to be able to refi again, you mm -hmm. know, because the values are, are going down. So there's a time for that. Mm -hmm. And that works great as long as property values are escalating. We're at the end of a 15 year bull cycle in real estate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look back over the history of real estate, it moves in these cycles. We're at the end of that now. We saw, you know, we saw in some markets a 50% decline in values of real estate across the board, pretty much. A few little pockets here and there, but overall, most most housing markets in, in the country took a hit in 08, 09. Mm -hmm. And you know, we went through this last week or last time about what an interest rate percentage does to your ability to buy. And mm -hmm. you know, at three percent, your loan amount is 474, 474,000. Mm -hmm. A two thousand dollar month payment at three percent will buy you a mortgage not including your down payment of 474. Okay. At 4%, that's 418. At 5%, that's 372. $100,000 difference in what you can borrow with a $2,000 a month payment. So, you know, those values drop drastically as rates go up a small percentage. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to you have to keep that in mind and look at that. The other thing is that we didn't talk about instead of a HELOC as a second mortgage. So yeah, I, I was just low. thinking that, yeah. And a lot of times you can take more out exponentially with a second mortgage than you can even with a HELOC. And that's a more longer term, you know, loan. Sometimes you can amortize second mortgages for 30 years, you know? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I, I think seconds are something that hasn't been very common for the last decade. I do think they're going to come around again. So yeah, I think a second mortgage. Yeah, that way third. The first... I mean, I remember people that had third mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Greg. Where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. All my info is there. YouTube channel, podcast. My Twitter link is there. A lot of people didn't realize I was on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, you can uh, catch all my links there, gregdickerson.com. Thank you, buddy.